You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Good morning. Welcome to this week's edition of Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio for Monday, the 14th of March 2022. We acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional owners of the land from which we transmit people-powered radio. Thank you to Democracy Now! for the last hour of current affairs. My name's Chris. Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio, we're a weekly show on 3CR, Community Radio in Naram, Melbourne, and we talk about bicycles, cycling, bikes, micro-mobility, sustainable transport, urban transport and all sorts of stuff and on today's show we've got our regular guest Jeremy Lawrence from Streets Live Yarra and we're going to be talking about moving forward which is the draft transport strategy document that's out for review at the moment or public feedback from Yarra Council. You're out and about at the moment you're probably noticing the petrol bowser prices yeah, horrifying. It's over two bucks, and I think, unfortunately, it's only going to get worse. Unless you've got uh, fluctuations where you are. The thing I've been noticing of late, too, is uh, media kind of getting stuck into cycling, as, you know, again, we can't possibly do that in our cities, and I was just watching something on social media this week, uh, kind of, uh, oh, no one rides a bike in the city from a social media and uh, the replies of this person was getting absolutely rinsed. It's proof that people are thinking very, very intensely about transport use and how they get around. After the break, I'll be talking to Jeremy about moving forward. Draft strategy from Yarra City Council. Hello 3CR listeners, I'm Giselle Hanna from Accent of Women and Asia Pacific Currents and I'm appealing to you to subscribe to 3CR to keep radical voices on air. I've been a volunteer and broadcaster at 3CR for over 20 years and I can say categorically that radical voices like ours that bring you stories of extraordinary, incredible women from across the world leading grassroots struggles Well, those voices just aren't welcome in the mainstream media. You won't hear about the struggle against Samsung's human rights abuses against its workers in South Korea. You won't hear about the plight of the Myanmar resistance against the coup on any other station, at least not the way we tell it here at 3CR. So be a comrade and go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe. Or call the station on 9419-8377. Today I'm talking to Jeremy Lawrence from Streets Alive Yarra. Jeremy's a regular guest on Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio. And today we're talking about moving forward. This is the Yarra Draft Transport Strategy. 
Oh, g'day, Chris, and uh, thanks again for the invitation to appear on the show. So, have you had a look at the draft strategy for for Yarra? And uh, uh, yeah, so this, this uh, is it's quite an interesting document, and um, to do with moving around Yarra. So, w- what's your thoughts on it so far? Yes, Chris, I've had a look at the draft transport strategy, and I think it's wonderful. I think it goes through a lot of the problems that we have in Yarra, such as congestion, people can't drive around, people can't find a park, the footpaths are too narrow for wheelchairs, and many of the streets aren't really safe enough for cycling. They've laid it all out. They've shown how they've done a lot of work talking to the community, developing the Yarra Community Vision 2036 and the Yarra Council Plan 2021 to 2025. And out of all that, out of all their consultancy engagement work, they've crystallised it into this transport strategy. And the good thing is it matches and aligns with all sorts of best practice design guides on how to help people move around in a dense urban inner city. To cut to the chase, if people go to your say Yarra, that's all one word, .com.au, and look for moving forward, that takes you to a pricey of what the transport strategy is about, what they're looking to achieve, the actual uh, 50-odd page plus document, and also how you can do, quickly, do your feedback on the draft transport strategy on that page. Quite right. If you only engage with council a little bit, if you only want to fill out one community engagement survey per year, then this is the one for you. If you only need five minutes of your time, then go to your say Yarra and um, fill in the survey. You just need to say that you're very satisfied and very supportive. Mm. A few clicks and uh, job done. Of course, if you're really interested, you can read the whole thing or you could have a look at the Streets Live Yarra website. Uh, We've got a page called Transport Strategy and you can see what we've thought there. So in addition to giving feedback, the uh, the survey I just referenced to closes on Monday the 11th of April or you can contact the council in person uh, via the phone number and uh, email which is info at yarracity.vic.gov.au, attention strategic transport. Now, uh, again, from a cycling perspective, uh, I've just you know, had a look through it. It's only been released in the last day or so. And it does supersede uh, a whole pile of documents, you know, like the Strategic uh, Transport Statement uh, 2006 and the Recommended Changes and Actions 2012-2016, the Bicycle Strategy from 2010 to 2015, and the Bicycle Strategy Refresh 2016, and Encouraging and Increasing Walking 2005. So this is a well overdue as document and as you've said it ties a lot of good um, best practice stuff together is there any key points in this draft transport uh, document that really stand out to you oh one that really was a highlight for me was the policy to implement a new deal for schools to support active travel by children and families and this really um, hit home for me because I'm a, I'm a parent of a child at a school in Yarra and they choose to to ride their bike to school every day. And sometimes parents like me can get a little bit concerned about the dangers that are on the roads. So having a clear focus from council to help our kids choose to walk or ride to school, which in my opinion 
is really good for their mental and physical health is a wonderful thing. And the other beauty of it is that schools are sort of like a, not just a single dot on a map. They're a, they're a precinct. They're an area. They've got a catchment zone. And so if Yarra goes through and looks at a safe routes to schools for every school in Yarra, then they are going to look at all the streets in Yarra. Mm. And that is a wonderful replacement for the old local area placemaking document, which has now been made obsolete. would like to thank our Yarrabug program sponsor, Backrose Second Chance Cycles, for their financial support. Second Chance Cycles is a fantastic community workshop that recycles bikes, trains people in bike mechanics and sells bikes to the local community. If you have a healthcare card, they'll give you a bike free of charge. To find out more, search for Vacro online or drop into the underground car park, Harmsworth Street, Collingwood, any Thursday or Friday. So it's building upon the work that the, um, Yarra has done and, again, providing those guidelines. And you think the benchmarks are here to ensure that this is not just a guiding document, it's a strategy that they do um, implement. This is the thing that kind of gets me with a lot of things like bicycle strategies and bicycle plans is that very good intent but sometimes the benchmarks and the the budget uh, considerations aren't there if, or am I yeah, going that, to, that, yeah that can happen look i mean councils um need strategic documents to guide their work and a strategic document such as this isn't the only um plan or policy that they have to do so you're right it's the first step even though this is a massive step forward if it's adopted and it'll be followed up by a transport action plan Mm. and then from that will be the annual budget bids from say the strategic transport team to the executive to ask for funding for each project importantly the strategy also describes reforms to how council will price on-street parking and what this does is open up a sustainable revenue stream to fund the infrastructure improvements that we're looking for. And that's the real crux is to not only get the official support there, but the means to raise revenue and the direction to allocate that revenue. So I think this will take us forward over the next five to 10 years and we'll see some really good outcomes. Hmm. And one thing I do find quite refreshing and you would you probably know my exasperation with this, that you read a lot of these documents and it is aspirational and they do say nice things, but the implementation isn't there, which we've just touched upon. What I'll say about page 17 is they basically go straight to uh, an issue that uh, this show touches upon basically all the time. Fragmented bicycle network. Local, state and international experience and research show that a connected grid of of direct and safe cycling routes is essential to increasing bicycle mode share. While Yarra does have some high quality routes, safe connections between them are limited. This means the benefits of our cycling investment cannot be fully realised as people are unable to safely get to them. Ah, that's a, a, um, yeah... (laughs) 
now how do we move on this? As you say, um, beyond this, there will be, as you're saying, um, another was it uh, strategy or you were saying plan to move forward on this? Yeah, I expect the strategy first to be adopted and then to yep. be followed up with an action plan. So the strategy, of course, shows the vision, it shows the outcomes, and it shows the policies. Then underneath that, in a separate document, will be specific actions that can be subject to actual budget bids or, or requests for budget funding in the annual budget process. Mm. And as you say, like the fragmented bicycle network is sort of like a statement of the obvious. It's easy to point your finger at the problem and the trick is then to progressively solve it. And Yara has ways of finding out from the community where they think the priorities lie. For example, Yara has an active transport advisory committee, which covers walk-in cycling. And you, as I understand, Chris, are a member. Yes. <laughs> and and what, what, what do you think? Do you think the ATAC, the Active Transport Advisory Committee, will be making uh, recommendations on this well, draft transport strategy or recommendations on specific actions or which bits of the network need to be fixed up? The ATAC is kind of like a, a review process and also people bringing things, you know, because you know, we've just gone through a process of um, putting people or be people being... Um, you know, kind of like, uh, oh, I'm not going to say impaneled, that's the wrong word, uh, but but being nominated to that committee for either a space of two or four years. Now, the point that I find a little problematic at the moment is that this draft strategy, which we're discussing, is open until the 11th of April, and we don't have a meeting of the ATAC before that. So there's a bit of discussion at the moment to see if we can get a briefing for that committee. From committee members' perspective, I'd endorse this project, but I also want to see those in benchmarks to ensure that things in this are not just a aspirational statement, they are intent, which will make walking, cycling and sustainable transport a more attractive option for people because our inner city areas, to say the extremely obvious, are getting more and more uh, population density in these things that, you know, we could we could go on and repeat ourselves forever. The thing is, you know, looking at page 25, cycling in Yarra, people riding bikes in Yarra overrepresented in formal recorded annual crash statistics. Many of us would be familiar with, you know, the Vic Roads crash stats. Official statistics are also significantly underrepresent the number and extent of crashes and year misses. We all know that, you know, that anecdotal stuff we hear from our friends and colleagues and the like. These incidences and perceptions of safety put many people off cycling, and uh, this limits travel. Start again, travel options and encourages more people to use cars, which in turn creates congestion, which discourages active transport. have a few children's picture books or footy boots that your kids have outgrown but want to find them a loving home we'll drop them in at 3cr and put them in the books and boots bin books and boots regularly sends pre-loved children's picture books and sports footwear to remote and regional first nations communities and children across the country contact us at books and boots or go to the website www.booksandboots.org.au we love a good book
they know what the solutions are and we know what the barriers are too. It's a, a lack of political will and spending and uh, yeah, <laughs> your, your thoughts on that? Uh, you've asked me a question. My thing is I fully support it as a member of ATAC but again it's up to us as the public to put put feedback to these documents when they arise or these strategies when they arise but it's also up to the council to listen quite right and one of the beauties of the draft transport strategy is that it does include indicators for success like how will council measure success how will we actually quantify that and if that's adopted in writing then people in the community can actually track those numbers just like council can and hold council to account mm. And the best one that I've, that I've identified in the list is the percentage share of female riders in Yarra. And so in, to increase that from 32%, which is underrepresented, up to 50% in 2032, which is you know, matching the, the population. And to make that happen, as many surveys and studies have found, you have to have high quality, safe cycling infrastructure. Otherwise, women will choose not to ride because they're fearful of being killed or seriously injured Mm. and that's the best indicator that i think they can come up with because when when you do it well you will get that gender equity you will get um female participation just like we see in the netherlands as you said at page 25 here of the document large numbers of people in yarra would like to ride a bike but are very concerned about safety and moving to like present day we're talking in march 2022 we're on the cusp of a whole bunch of price range price increases across the board for everyday cost of living including petrol and people are looking at their options there's no point trying to attract people to riding or walking when there's an unsafe environment so these these documents are absolutely vital to allow the community to have their input and they feel safe and comfortable simply moving around their their suburbs and their streets. Ultimately, this strategy is about freedom. It's about giving people the freedom to choose what mode of transport suits them best. That could be walking, it could be on a shared electric scooter, it could be cycling, it could be using public transport. So a person on a wheelchair may suit them the best to, to roll on a nice adequately wide footpath to a tram stop that has level access so they can roll on and roll off and just to visit their friend in the next neighbourhood. Even with all the changes that we're hoping to see, it won't take away the freedom of people to drive and park if they need to or if they really choose to. It's about still maintaining access for people to drive to every property in Yarra. All streets will be there. There'll still be parking base on the streets. Of course, council will have to adjust how it manages access to parking because there's only so many parking bays. So it's a matter of somehow finding that balance between supply and demand. But ultimately, the outcome will be freedom for people to choose what's best for them. And also, like um, in uh, relation to this draft document, it's not just cycling or walking. There's a whole suite of things in this, you know, road and path safety, through traffic congestion, uh, overcrowded public transport, unreliable on-road public transport. Walking in Yarra, cycling in Yarra, public transport, 
accessing shared transport, car storage movement, using zero emissions cars, and then it goes into outcomes and strategic directions. Oh yes, and how to prioritise the new deal for schools, new deal for walking, new deal for cycling. And using in the policies, it goes into a whole bunch of ways of like how to uh, use innovative approaches to deliver innovative approaches to deliver projects. All this is good stuff. It's mm. it's the language that we want to see. You know, clear indications of priority, the willingness to get in there and get things done. I mean, that's a that's a whole section heading. <laughs> yeah. The community have have, have have told us that they'd like us to get on and get things done, and they've been kind enough to put that in writing in the strategic document. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of actually very, what I would say, very clear language in this because, again, he, he, uh, I think we're both kind of veterans of waiting, uh, waiting through documents of this sort of ilk and you go, oh, that's nice, but how? This has got some very good clear language in it. virtue here from Music Sans Frontières. Subscribe to 3CR for music programs dominated by Australian artists, supporting Australian music making and lifting your day with glorious sound. 3CR is a membership-based organisation. We depend on our members' support. That's why we make it so easy to subscribe. Call 9419 or go online to 3cr.org.au. Reiterate uh, how can people have their feedback into the moving forward draft transport strategy? The simplest way is to go to Your Say Yarra, click on Moving Forward, and take five minutes to fill in the survey saying that you're very satisfied and very supportive of the strategy. Mm. If you have a lot more time on your hands and you'd like to get into the details, and feel free to read through it all and prepare a written submission and send it in to info at Yarra City. And if mm. you do that, perhaps consider putting councillors in the carbon copy section of the email at CRS at Yarra City for councillors. Mm. And the reason to do that is because formal submissions don't automatically get forwarded to councillors. They get summarised by council officers and then councillors only see the key points. And if, you know, we're on the Arabag radio show and that goes across lands that are aren't just the city of Yarra. So if you're in a neighbouring municipality, it's why should you take the time to fill it in? And the answer is simple. It's because councils benchmark off each other. So if you'd like the performance of your neighbouring council to be improved, then it's in your interests to show support to Yarra for this strategy so that the next time your council's transport strategy comes around for review, they'll benchmark against Yarra and say, oh, we really need to lift our game. Exactly, because like, uh, yeah, LGAs all touch each other. Like, you know, we've got, you know, if you go where you go from west around to the east, you've got Melbourne, Moreland, uh, Mooney Ponds, Derebin, uh, Stonington. You know, it's, we all uh, interact with each other. All the same roads go through those council areas. And again, with this policy, it's been informed 
by extensive outreach, I'm just quoting here, extensive outreach and over 1,200 contributions, which helped shape the community's long-term vision for Yarra. And it's the, the community's long-term vision for transport in Yarra is, in quotations, a transport system that is innovative, efficient, sustainable and accessible. And that's the Yarra 2036 community vision. And at this point in time, we've got to be looking at flexible, adaptable ways that we can live in our cities and give people options. Well, people have seen what council can do if they really want to. During the COVID time, they reallocated a lot of space to on-street dining. Yeah. That opened up a whole bunches of space that people never thought were available to them. And people could see how that improved their quality of life, their health and their happiness. And seeing as council have done a whole bunch of reach, outreach and surveys, particularly around the community vision, and they received really clear, strong feedback from residents. So in the strategic in the draft strategy, they, they quote some of those results, such as 86% of respondents wanted to see a lot more active and sustainable transport options rather than a lot more cars and parking spaces. That's a huge number. And similarly, 85% of respondents want to see a lot more trees and greenery rather than a lot more cars and parking spaces. Again, a very significant indication of what people who live in these dense inner cities want from their councils. Yeah, well, again, you know, just in closing, uh, 2050 Melbourne, we're looking at 8 million people. We can't continue with the transport uh, mix we've got at the moment. It will be, well, it is unworkable. We've seen with people returning to work. Roads are back even more congested. So councils, state government, federal government have got to be looking at new and innovative strategies that help people not only move around, improve their quality of life, you know, and also keep costs down because I'm just looking at petrol browser prices at the moment and it's not good. Also, with... <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a meme going around on Twitter showing a, a petrol browser pricing and they've, they've added a new row to it. So instead of LPG or diesel or super, they've got a picture of a bike and the price is zero. Mm, I don't know if it's quite zero because you think about embedded costs. But anyway, that's another huge thing we could get into, but it is pretty damn close to zero. So reiterate, go to yoursayyarra.com.au and look for Moving Forward. And we have until, was it uh, the 11th of April? We've got yep. four weeks, but uh, don't hold back. Head on down and fill in that survey. To enable change, we need to show broad community support. Show your support for walking and cycling in the city of Yarra by appearing as a champion on the Streets Alive website, representing your local street, neighbourhood or school. It's fast, free and simple. Learn more at streets-alive-yarra.org. A 3CR supporter. This week's Yarra Bicycle User Group radio program should be podcast soon on 3cr.org.au forward slash podcast or go to yarrabug.org forward slash radio. 
you want to find additional details of what we discussed today. These podcasts are produced at Melbourne's activist radio station 3CR. Presenters are all volunteers and 3CR's existence depends upon the financial support of our listeners. Go to 3cr.org.au, click on the support tab and select either donate, subscribe, shop or fundraisers. Your subscription or donation keeps 3CR on air. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.